Trinity Church, how you doing today? It's great to see you. Vibrant, you've got your caffeine, good things are going on. We're glad for that. My name is Todd Arnett, I'm the lead pastor here at Trinity Church. And as you can tell, it's a little bit of a different day. So I'll tell you more about this crew behind me in just a second. We're really glad that you're here. Can we thank the worship team? What a great job just leading us so well. That's what we talk about, and actually our prayer time, usually before every Sunday service, is, God, we really just want to help people put their attention onto you. That's what we think is a good working definition for the word worship, is to be preoccupied with God. And week in and week out, they do such a great job of that, so I'm just grateful for their leadership. Well, a couple things um, about going on. If you have a Bible today, if you would open it to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. A couple things are tipping you off. This is a little bit of a different day. There's no sermon notes, message notes in your Trinity this week. So you're like, what's going on? Don't woo that. That's not good. Let me excited. Someone over here like, woo, that's great. No message notes. We're, we're mourning that today. That's a sad thing. Um, but uh, find your way there. And then your Bibles, well, I'm going to show you something in First uh, Peter 4 in just a second. But we are in the midst of a series called uh, Where You Fit at Trinity. It's kind of been an annual thing for us to really be able to help us as a community really focus on what we think are really two really vital aspects for your walk as a follower of Jesus. One of those is recognizing what your gifts are related to the way that God has designed you, and the other is finding a community, finding a small group to serve in and be a part of. So those are big deals, and we make a big deal about that this month of August. We've been doing that at a pretty good annual clip, and we're back at it again this month. Uh, look in your Trinity this week, and you'll see a couple things that I'm going to want to not just draw your attention to. I'd love to see you do something with this. And you'll note there's a place in there that recognizes these are some roles that are currently available for people to serve at Trinity. And then this smaller card is a place for you to fill out some information. What I sensed was happening last service, even with this panel, was that people were recognizing, I don't even really need to go to the expo now to walk around. I kind of know what I should do. And they were filling this out, ready to even just hand it in at the end of the service. So I'd encourage you, be paying attention, but that's really, we're just kind of laying it all out from the very beginning today. The goal is to help you. If you're not currently serving in a role at Trinity Church, we believe you should be. And not just like a pressure thing, we just believe the Bible teaches that that's the way that you're built, you're designed by God to put those gifts into motion. I'm going to have this crew help me with that in just a second to help that make more sense. Let me do this, though. I wanted to read this passage to you from... 1 Peter chapter 4, because I think it does such a great job of helping us understand not just that we've been gifted, but who gives us the energy and the strength to live out that gifting, and what's the purpose? What's the goal of us using our gifts? Remember a core value I shared with you last week as we're starting to kind of roll those out, you'll hear more about them, is that you are designed with a role in mind. That God knew what he was doing and all of who you are. Last week, he walked through that design acrostic and was kind of, we were just seeing, God, you really have put me together, put us together in ways that are far beyond just one simple bubble test analysis. There's a lot there, and I want to use that to, to your glory. This is what 1 Peter 4, 8 says, beginning in verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And here's the part I want to draw your attention to. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, 
They should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Christ or through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So I want to draw your attention to that. What I want you to know from the very beginning today, if this whole idea of serving is really kind of like, you've got some anxiety about it or some confusion or frustration, I want you to know from the very beginning, not only is it how God has designed you, that he has built you with purpose, but also the idea of see that he's going to provide every resource that you need. It said the one who speaks should be speaking the very words of God, meaning God will give you the words. Those serving should do so from the strength that God provides. We do that out of what God does for us and how he resources us to serve. And then the other aspect, what's the big picture goal? What's it all about? God gets glory. God gets praise because we put these gifts into motion. So it's all good stuff. And what I want to see today, I wanted you to hear from some people who aren't paid to tell you you should serve. And they're people who are doing it. Like these are our people. And by the way, as I look out over this service, there are so many of you we could have in these same chairs today, meaning I know that you're putting your gifts into use. And I want you to be affirmed in that today, that that's what really as the body of Christ, what we do. And you're going to hear some great stuff from them today as they share a little bit about their stories and how God's used them. So guys, this is what I want you to do. They're going to start, they're going to share with you their name, how long they've been at Trinity Church, and what's the current kind of roles they're serving in right now. Go ahead, Greg. My name is Greg Bellander, and my wife Beth and I have uh, been in Trinity about 20 years. And for the last uh, 13, I said 12 in the first service, and I I got corrected. Um, I won't say by whom. But uh, 13 years, we've been serving in middle school ministry. Awesome. Good morning. My name is Christy Harker, and my husband and I have been here for two years. And I serve in the high school ministry and women's ministry, and then jump in on mission trips where my heart really is when I can. Uh, my name is Jeremy. My family and I have been going here for about four years, and I serve with my two older children doing uh, kids' worship. My name is Allison Johnson. Uh, I've been going here for four years with my family, and I do children's worship with my dad and my brother. Hi, good morning. I'm, my name is Lynn Ray Dupree, and I serve in Plaza Hospitality. I'm Jason Pugh. Uh, my wife and I have been here for a year and a half and uh, we serve in small group ministry. I'm Hannah Pavoni, and I help with Teen Moms. You've been here a while. Oh, yes, um, 25-ish years. <laughs> That's so. great. So what I loved, uh, this group, by the way, the reason that they are here on stage is because I asked our pastors and our ministry directors, hey, if you could have some people who serve with you, who really just kind of embody what you are kind of doing in ministry, you'll hear the cross-section of different areas of involvement across the stage. But the other thing was, uh, what I loved when they gave me names, I was loving kind of, as you heard, people have been here for 20 plus years, and people who've been here for two, or for four, or a year and a half. Because I really want you to catch that idea today. It's not as though, well, I've only been to Trin- at Trinity for five years. I don't know if I could serve. I would say, well, four and a half years ago, you should have got involved. So my point is, it's not a thing that I have to kind of wait for this long time. And as you hear them today, you'll pick up on that, that how important even serving has been to really becoming a part of Trinity Church. And that that theme came up really powerfully last service. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask them to respond to some questions. You guys up here, I might mix it up a little bit from the kind of order of things I asked you last hour. But you did such a great job, so I I might just have you do the same. 
But I put some questions together. I sent the, the questions to them this week, and I'm just going to kind of ask them a few, a few of them to respond to each one and let you hear from them a little bit. Um, but I think let's start again with Greg. Greg, why have you chosen to serve where you're serving? What's kind of the, the heartbeat behind serving with middle school? Um, in addition to the free T-shirt, which came in my 12th year of, of ministry, um, I, um, my wife and I uh, met at uh, a sixth grade science camp uh, as staff, and um, I just really have a heart for that age. And, um, and then, as I shared in first service, uh, chronologically, I'm 43, but developmentally, I'm, I'm very much 12. So we say Greg's just kind of like a big middle schooler, so it works out really good. Very cool. I th Christy, share with you a little, a little bit, too, for you. Why, why kind of the draw to student ministries, women's ministries? Uh, well, originally, I shared with First Service that Hilke stalked me all summer last year to get me to do high school ministry, and I um, initially told him I'd pray about it and then gave him all the reasons why I wasn't a good fit. But um, then the Lord really got a hold of my heart as far as I have two teenage daughters and they just um, watching them try to navigate this world they live in and just their hearts with the Lord just gave me a heart for the high schoolers wanting to see them be raised up and to help mentor them, which we actually could all be a part of loving on them and not just having them over in this section during first service, but just pouring into them so that they are our future pastors and missionaries and, and just going out into the world. So it's fun to be part of that and to see them grow through the four years of high school. So. That's awesome. Lynn Ray, why don't you share that with you? Why, why uh, specifically with hospitality? Well, like I shared during first service, Steve Springstead pursued and asked for years for Doug and I to serve in hospitality. And we were serving just in the Welcome Center once in a while, and I, I liked that. And then um, when the opportunity came for us to spend more time in hospitality. Um, and plus, I just have a passion for uh, making people feel welcome. Doug and I were here for, we came from a small little church where I knew everybody and their dog. And coming here was a little hard because there were so many people. And um, just hearing stories of people feeling welcome because somebody stopped and said hi to them, I wanted to be part of that. And so I just love it. That's awesome. Well, kind of piggybacking off that, you heard Lynn Ray share a little bit about kind of just this kind of very strong interest, passion of, of people feeling welcome. That any of you who have a gift of hospitality, you know exactly what she's talking about. Like anyone comes into your home and you don't want them to not know where the bathroom is. You don't want them to kind of linger out kind of in the, the entryway. You want them to come in and be comfortable and, and that kind of thing. And that plays a little bit, maybe we'll ask a few of you, this next question is in line with that. How did you discover your giftedness and ministry design? Maybe Jason, start with you. How did you kind of figure that out? I think uh, instinctively we know, you know, what our, what our gifts and our strengths are, so you're kind of drawn to that. But uh, you might walk into, I don't care what size the church is, but a church this size specifically, you kind of think maybe I can't get involved, it's too big. And that's where... Uh, you know, the spiritual gifts class come in, or where do I fit in? How do I start? Where can I, where can I serve? And so uh, in that capacity, you know, attending a class like that to find out if, when, and where uh, I can fit in and serve. Very cool. Hannah, how about for you? How did that kind of just kind of story kind of unfold for you of why working with Team Moms now? Um, well, even from being a kid, my parents have always really encouraged 
serving um, in the church and mostly here. Um, and so they've instilled that in me. And so I grew up with having other people that God put in my life encouraging me to serve in different areas. And passion started growing out of that. I have a passion for children's ministry. And, and then as I became a mom and got involved in Team Moms, I started to hear stories from other moms and just my heart changed towards them um, as well. Not leaving children's ministry behind there, but um, this is the part of life that I'm in um, with young children. And I wanted to be able to serve with them and alongside them as well as just serve them. And that's kind of, yeah, the passion. That's cool. And I think one thing that would be uh, powerful, like uh, I asked this group last hour, sometimes when we get involved in serving, some of you actually are here today and you'd say, Todd, I've actually tried this. It didn't go so well. <laughs> it wasn't a good fit. And maybe it's just that. It wasn't a good fit. I didn't know what my gifts were until I started. And then when I did, it didn't go well. And within that, I, I asked this group, how many of you have served in an area of ministry over the course of your just walk with the Lord? You realize this isn't a good fit. I should do something different. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want you to be encouraged by that and realize they would all say, yeah, I was in something that was ill-fitting for me, and yet they're here today. So meaning they're not serving in that other ministry anymore, but they are serving in the ones they've shared with you about. And I want you to catch that. I remember having one of the pastors I worked for said it well. He said that some people, they, they give up on something like serving, because, and just like, I'm not going to do it anymore. It'd be like the idea of going out to dinner and having a bad meal and saying, I'm never going to eat again. Now, you might not eat at that restaurant, but chances are you're going to eat again. And the same thing I would say is if you, you just kind of like, oh, it wasn't a good fit, and I tried it for a year, it didn't go well, I'm out. Okay. And, and I'm, I think that's actually a really good, healthy step rather than just kind of continuing to ramrod something forward that's not only not good for you, it might not be good for the people you're serving. I'm here and I hate it. You know, that's not good. But the idea is when you realize that that's not it, it's pulling back to say, but God, then where is it? We shared that last week. I don't think it's a question of if believers should put their gifts into practice. It's simply where. So this group, all by the raise of hands a minute ago, said, no, it was an ill fit here, but I got instead over there now, and, and it's, it's turned out so much better. So I would say that to you. If you're here and you're like, Todd, I'm not going to get in serving because I tried it once and it didn't go well. Don't be that person who doesn't eat anymore. You know, go like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back involved and I'll just try to find a better fit for my giftedness. I wanted you to hear this, and Hannah was kind of uh, alluding to it as well. Jeremy and Allison, you guys are serving, and Jeremy, we've had some good conversations about the idea of serving uh, with your kids. Speak to that a little bit, and then Allison, I want to hear from you about that as well. But share this a little bit, the idea of just kind of the intentionality of you're not just serving, but you pulled them in and wanted them to be a part of it. Uh, so my family, we really feel that church becomes very uh, routine and empty without some extra step. And for us, that was to serve. As parents, my wife and I really struggled to find a really good way for our kids to understand what it is to share their faith, to influence others, and to really understand the kingdom. Um, because those are a lot of fancy words, but there's a practical side to that. Um, so we decided to get involved in uh, kids' worship because there weren't a lot of adults that uh, were, would be more intimidating for my you know, new teenage and now more advanced teenage kids. Uh, and 
we just get together and we sing and we dance and we're silly and we, we roll on the floor, um, we yodel, and uh, kids respond so well to it. And it's a great catalyst to just talk about things. Like, you know that song and how this kid responded this way and that kid responded that way and, or nobody responded? Because uh, that's a very valuable um, answer to. Uh, so we tried to find an arena and that was it. And we didn't know much when we started. We just tried it and we just learned and grew together as we went along. How about for you, Allison? What's kind of that been like as far as not just even maybe part of it serving with your dad, but also just the serving experience with children that way? Well, I started doing this because my dad told me to. Um, but now, now I serve in this capacity because I love being able to make a positive impact on these children's lives. I love seeing them outside of the classroom, singing the songs and dancing. They run up to him, they're like, music guy, hello! Um, it's, it's great and it's so much fun. Uh, you never know what's going to happen and that's one of the greatest things about it. You can have a party or they just stare off into space. <laughs> how many of this, how many of you have kids in our program right now, ages like four to nine? Raise your hand that are in there. Okay, so I had the chance, I had a Sunday not too long ago where I got to just kind of walk around during one of the services and I got to watch, I think, I don't know if you were there that day, Allison, I know Jeremy was leading, I can't remember, but I walked in in one of the rooms and I just gotta tell you, it was the best just watching this great sense of engagement. These, this was a day kids were not staring into space. They were loving it and doing the motions and it was just the best thing. And I say that to say, number one, I think that's a really cool thing when you guys enjoy what you do, right? It's obvious, it's not like someone's bending your arm, I gotta show up today, I really don't like this right here. No, I love it, we do it. But I loved even, and I loved how you said it, Allison, my dad made me. I call that intentionality. <laughs> a student calls that and he made me. But what I want you to see is, I want you to see, that was a big deal when I was putting this group together and Hannah alluded to it too and many of them, might, many of you might even say a similar reality growing up. But if you're here and you're still raising kids and you're wondering, how do I help? I wanna serve, but how do I help that be something important to my children? How, how do I kind of develop and, and plant that seed in their heart? And I would really echo that, not only from the house I grew up in. That was one thing my parents did incredibly well. They were always super involved in ways consistent with their gifting. And in turn, really brought us along. And that was an expectation along the way as well. But Joanna and I have done that. We've just kind of said, hey, it's part of what we do. It's not just an Arnett family thing. It's who we believe God wants all believers to be a part of. So our goal was to help them relatively early on discover their gifts and then begin to put them into practice. And so I would just say, if that's something that you're wanting to do, much better than telling your kids to do it, do it with them. That's huge, right? We know the power of example. So I love that that's really been true for you guys. Greg, we'll switch gears to you. Just as one of the things that you've just really loved about getting to serve with middle schoolers. Um, one of the things I've really loved is just uh, seeing them come in um, as sixth grade boys, typically, and, you know, staying with them for the three years um, and seeing them just mature from uh, the squirreliest creatures on earth to, um, to you know, well, I was going to say young men, older boys, who um, are beginning to really own their faith 
uh, you know, they've, they've kind of grown up just accepting, but they're starting to, in middle school especially, they're starting to question and, and, uh, and, and really make it their own, so. That's awesome. I didn't ask you this question last time, Jason. What would you say for serving? What are just some of the things you've enjoyed about it the most? I'd have to say it's making the connections, number one, <clears throat> but it's going through life with, with people, and you get to share the joys and the sorrows, the ups and the downs, and, and you really just kind of get to know people and what, what makes them tick. And then there's that trust that just kind of builds, and that's something that stays. I mean, you know, you, you start off in a small group with umpteen different people, and, and then you just kind of, there's a core. And uh, you know, there's just a, a sense of trust, and it's really kind of neat, especially for me personally, when you're able to connect with other men. And uh, you know, I think too often we've got men that are just kind of taking a back seat. And so when you're able to affect people that way and, and kind of watch them grow, it doesn't matter if they're six, nine, or 46, uh, you're able to see that. And you're kind of pouring into that. It's really kind of a neat thing. That's awesome. And one of the things, by the way, too, that, we're, that sets us up really well next week, the next two weeks in this series is all going to be about finding a small group, a place you can do life. And, and really one of those things that's so important, and I love that through the leadership lens, you loving that, but I think what's powerful is that I think almost every participant has that opportunity to feel that as well, that sense of connection, community, trust. Those things are available. So I'll plant that seed for next week, but I mean, that's a really cool thing that we'll dive into a little bit that way. One of the things when I was asking this group to serve in this capacity today, I said, you know, I really want us to make sure that we don't oversell, meaning that we don't just kind of talk about everything about serving in an area of ministry in a local church is just awesome, right? I saw the Lego movie and everything is awesome. But it, it isn't. There's some real challenges that come along the way. And I, I don't appreciate bait and switch stuff in my own life. I don't want that for you either. So I asked them, I said, one of the questions I want to talk about some of the greatest challenges. Why is this hard? It's not just get up every day, some of it's Sunday, some of it's other days of the week, and let's go get them. There's some days that's just really a challenging thing to do. So I want to hear from you guys a little bit that way. Maybe we'll start, Christy, why don't we start with you? Just some of the challenges of being involved in the area of ministry you're in. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I shared a little bit before. I have a high school daughter and a college-age daughter, so I already am with teenage girls all day, every day, because I homeschool too. So it's a little difficult to be with them all day and then get in my car and decide I'm going to go pour into other people's teenage daughters who sometimes want me there and sometimes don't want me there. And um, so just feeling, um, I think I shared also in first service that with women's ministry the same way, um, when someone asks me to serve, I always ask if I can pray about it for a week or so. And then when I agree to it, I spend the rest of time talking myself out of doing that leadership role. And so um, for me, every Tuesday night, I would all the way to church list the reasons to the Lord why I shouldn't be serving in the high school capacity, and then all the way on Wednesday morning, why I shouldn't be a small group leader for women's ministry. And um, so I think just feeling like I'm, I'm not equipped, I don't have enough patience, I'm not kind enough, I don't know enough, you know, scripture, and uh, just the Lord reminding me that he's all the things that I'm not and that um, he takes all those insecurities and uh, reminds me that's not about me. So the difficulty for me is feeling like I shouldn't be serving in those capacities because I don't feel like I'm equipped enough. So. And I, lo I love, you know, it was funny when I got these emails back from this group, Christie's was the one that was said, really, you're going to make me do this? And, uh, and so I appreciate just even that, can, you know, that transparency of being, I, I feel a little reluctant in doing this and sometimes with self-doubt. 
I love that you heard that from this stage today. Because some of us are sitting there going, well, as soon as I felt as confident as these guys, I'd love to do it. But you know what's going to happen is you're going to miss years and decades of the opportunity to both pour into people because that's, at the end of the day, that's the first and foremost. You're serving other people, making their lives better. That's, that's why we do this in the body of Christ. And this incredible residual thing happens that you're incredibly blessed while you're doing it. It's amazing how God's built it. But that's my concern is that for a host of reasons that you have, one of them is I just have a lot of self-doubt. I don't think I'm good at anything or I don't think I could really kind of measure up or I don't think I'd really have anything to offer. And if you stay stuck in that, you're going to miss that out. That's what I appreciate about Christy's story. You're saying, you know, I struggle with that. There's no doubt. I don't know if I should be doing this, but I'm at least having that prayer time while I'm driving to the church. Not just sitting in my, in my, at my home wondering on the couch if I should do this. And that's what I'd say. A lot of this, and these guys agreed last service, a lot of it's just putting it into motion. The best way sometimes we even find out our giftedness is trying things and realizing, oh, it's not that, but it did show me maybe it's over here. And I want to encourage you with that as we take steps. Lynn Ray, what would you say? One of the biggest challenges about serving kind of in your capacity? Well, the role that of hospitality is a Sunday role. So that means on Sunday, uh, you can't just get up, go in, and I shared last service, I love Sunday worship. I, I look forward all week. I look forward to coming to church and seeing people from our small group or seeing friends and, and then just having that time to completely, you know, praise the Lord. And the truth is, when you serve on a Sunday, wherever you serve on a Sunday, there are other things that you have to think about. So that's a challenge um, because you are giving that up, um, the freedom to just come and worship. Um, the plaza area, we have a big campus, a large campus. And for me, a win is if everyone is greeted or at least um, looked at and noticed and that's hard to do when you only have a few people. And I know we're busy people. We, we are mobile people. We, we take vacations. We visit other people. We visit other churches. You know, we move around. I know that. And so it's hard on a Sunday when it's a big job and you have a few people. And I'm the type of person that wants everybody happy. I want my greeters to come and be like, I'm so happy to be here. I don't have anything else going on. But that's not reality. <laughs> You want them to fake it. That's right, good. Right. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the other challenge is trying to rock the orange lanyard <laughs> every week. We had a little resistant to that, but we're, we're starting to own it now. Because <laughs> what I'm wearing clashes with orange today. That's yes. Right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, it's a, scheduling is a challenge. Make, I want everybody to be happy challenge, um, that kind of thing. One of the things that was cool, we've started doing a thing about this time last year called Start Here. So well, not maybe last year, but we've been doing it for a few months. And it gives the opportunity monthly for me to interact with people that are relatively new to Trinity. And sometimes I'll meet people, this is my first Sunday. Other times I'll meet people, it's like I've been here three weeks, relatively short amount of time. And one of the things, I was telling Lynn Ray this, I love, is that one of the most consistent comments, I'm not usually just asking them, what do you think? They just want to share but as, as you do, as you've shared with me, one of the most consistent comments is, I'm really just impressed and feel so encouraged by how welcome I feel at Trinity. 
I love that. I love that that's a culture that's continuing to move forward. And Lynn Ray and Doug have done a great job fostering that and really have a passion for that. But last I heard, you don't have clones. Yeah, so she hasn't replicated herself. It is hard to be at all points of access on this campus at one time. Maybe better said, impossible. So it requires an army. It requires really a big team of people who would say, hey, we'll be available. And, and I got to tell you, if you don't know the power of walking on this campus and having three or four people greet you before you ever sit down, it's palpable. And so I would say to you today, consider that. Now, I, t I told this group before, and I told the folks last service, I really don't want you to pick up on any point today that this is somehow guilt trip. I, you've known me for the last three years, and I, I n never want to use that mechanism. And here's the biggest reason why. It doesn't work. So if you hear that Lynn Ray's having a hard time getting enough people for her team, you're going to feel bad about it for about the next five minutes, maybe 10. But by the time we're done, when you walk out, you're going to go, oh, it's hot out. And you're just going to walk past the Serve Expo, and you're going to go to lunch. So guilt, guilt is not a motivator that's ever effective. So that's why I don't even choose to engage it. But I do want to say this. If you're here and you're going, I'm not even totally sure of how I'm gifted, but I am a kind person. And I know how to shake a hand or welcome people on the way in. Man, then start with this team. This team needs work. We're starting a brand new 530 service. I didn't mention that earlier today. We have our, our last launch team meeting today at 5.30 right here in this building. If you want to be a part of it, we're looking for people who don't just want to attend to 5.30. I want to serve. And our welcome team is a big need within that whole uh, paradigm of what we need. So I just want to impress on you, there are so many roles. This group and so many others represent ways you can serve at Trinity. I want you to consider there's a place for you. Let's finish this way. You guys did a great job of this last service. Start with Greg. Just give a quick, oh, no, we're going to start with Hannah, because I told last time, it's like, hey, we, we'll make Greg uh, finish up. But I just give these guys a quick commercial. Why would you say to someone who's not yet serving at Trinity some encouragement of why they should? Um, for me, the biggest thing is feeling like I found a place where I can be a part of the body. And um, last service, I mentioned that we are called to be imitators of Christ. And in Mark 10, I looked it up, Mark 10, 45, um, it says that Christ came not to be served, but to serve. And if we're going to be imitating Christ, we need to be serving. So. I would say that there's a sense of fulfillment for sure, uh, and, and knowing what Scripture says that we're to serve. But it's also being able to affect other people. And you just never know exactly how or when you're going to affect somebody but you know when you're when you're walking side by side with other people whether it's in small groups or hospitality or whatever uh, you know you you can you have a chance to make a difference whether you know it or not I would say you should serve because of the joy and the blessing every single Sunday I am blessed um, by serving and greeting someone, putting a smile on someone's face, um, just hearing a story about, oh, this is my first Sunday, and that's kind of my goal, too. I look around, and I look for the one that is a little down or maybe looking for signs. Is this your first Sunday? And I love making outsiders feel like insiders. It's such a blessing. You will be blessed. Do it for no other reason than that. <laughs> There's a wonderful sense of fulfillment 
when you use the gifts that God has given you. It's almost like a superpower. Once you activate that superpower, whether it's talking to someone or flossing in front of five-year-olds. Um. <laughs> for the, for the uh, generation gap, we're not talking about the stuff you do between your teeth. So <laughs> Sorry. It's a weird No, no, dance. it's great. Uh, there's a wonderful... <laughs> There's a wonderful sense of fulfillment, and it's, it's a blessing, and you get to make a positive impact on someone else's life. I encourage you to serve because church becomes an activity and an obligation to sit there for an hour and wait to leave. But serving in any capacity, because how we started was hilariously horrible. Um, it's an opportunity to feel connected, to feel a sense of belonging to the church instead of just filling a seat. Um, I think when you serve, is you also feel the closest to God because you're relying on him. And then that's, for me, where you really, your joy is complete, is serving under him and relying on him and taking him out of that comfort zone and uh, allowing him to be that limitless God. So I think you just find that joy that you don't get anywhere else. So all of the above, um, I didn't get that privilege last time. They, they stole my answer because uh, we went this way. But um, I think in addition to that, um, I was just thinking about how uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul's talking about the body of, of Christ and, um, and, uh, and talking, talking about church and the body as a metaphor for church. And he talks about just the importance of the various members and, um, and each of those members have a function and uh, and um, yeah, and, and, and are needed in the body, um, and not just to sit in the, in the chairs for an hour on Sundays, but, but to engage with each other. And I was just thinking, too, like how incredible it would be um, just if everyone in our body, you know, even if it's just like 15 minutes greeting people on a Sunday, but if everyone was engaged in serving, um, I don't know, it would just be beautiful. Um, but uh, another thing that I was thinking about, too, is um, just that serving begets serving. So Jeremy kind of alluded to it, but... Uh, our Beth, Beth's and my kids have started serving. We didn't have to tell them to serve. Like they just, you know, they grew up in this culture of serving and saw us serving in middle school. And so now um, they serve at, in, in kids ministry, so. That's awesome. And I think a theme that you heard now and was present last service as well, is that a really great, just another reason to serve is that that's when church changes from some place you attend to a real place that you have a role, you have a reason to be there, you have skin in the game. That's the phrase we used last service. And so I just love that. I love how that comes together. It's like, wow, that's where church changes from just something I show up to once a week to something I'm actually involved in, I have a part in. And so can we do this? Can we thank this panel? They've done such a great job today. And here's what we're going to do today. Just like last week, we're going to finish a few minutes early with the goal of you having an opportunity to go out to the Serve Expo. If you filled out your card while we were talking today and you already know what's going on, man, just take it right out there and just drop it off. But if you have some questions you'd like to get some answers for, find out some more of what's going on at Trinity, that's a place to do it. If you have kids in our programs right now, I just encourage you, wait until 12 noon to pick them up so we don't have waves of people picking up kids and then otherwise just kind of be uh, here. Let me pray for us and we'll close our time. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just blown away 
by the fact that knowing how fragile and weak we are, that you call us into partnership. You, you want to, you've gifted us with purpose and intent, and you actually want us to join you in what you're doing. What an incredible privilege. I think all the way back to Genesis that God put Adam and Eve together with purpose, and they were, their job was to tend, to give leadership and steward this garden. So this partnership was always there. It was always your goal. And it's amazing to me that we get the opportunity to join you in what you're doing. I thank you so much for those on our panel today. Thank you for the way they're serving. Thank you for their willingness to be here throughout the morning today. And I just pray, God, would more and more of us at Trinity just begin to see the value of taking what God has done, what you've done in us, and making it available to other people through the course of serving. We love you. Thank you for the opportunity to do so. And we pray in Jesus' great name. Amen. One of our serving roles is a prayer team. They're going to be right up here this morning. If you need something prayed for, they would love to pray with you before you leave today. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.